0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, and yes, I said back to another episode of For Fantasy Purposes Only, where I, the Oracle, do my best and everything that I possibly can to get you freaking slackers to to rags to riches pieces. No, let me not say that. But turn you non-champions into champions is my job and my duties. Therefore, I have created a podcast called For Fantasy Purposes Only to help those in need and some weekly advice on the game itself and strategies. Sorry, y'all. I'm just looking at this real quick. First off, of course... I just want to start off by saying I am so thankful for all of you who listened to the first episode of the new season. We are back. We are back. We are back. And I am so glad and I am so happy that I, the Oracle, get to do this another season with you, ladies and gentlemen. And hopefully we can spend a little time together and get to know each other a little bit. You know what I mean? And uh, just uh, sent the leak out to that. Oh man, it says we got one working right now. Oh man, that's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. Uh first episode of season two, rookie roundup. Two hours. I know uh that could be a little unpleasant listen to one person for two hours, but thank you for those who sat through it and listened. So thank you for those who support, who listen, who subscribe, who, you know, send feedback, who, you know, give me advice and give me ideas and all that other stuff. I just want to say thank you to all of you who support. This would not be possible if not for you. And this would not continue if I didn't think I had some type of a fan base I could reach out to. So therefore, we are back. Season 2, Episode 2. Today, we are talking about those year 2 players. We are talking about year 2 players. Um, Hopefully, like, the situations we got... Uh, one just off the top of my head. We're not gonna get too much into it in right now, but you know, Nick Chubb is his. What's his value? You know, Kareem Hunt is gonna be out for the first six games, uh, due to suspension. Um, and Nick Chubb was freaking balling. Oh, I was mad because it was like Duke Johnson and Nick Chubb were both on waiver last year in all my leagues and in all my leagues I picked up Dwayne Duke Johnson. Not saying he was a baller. I really honestly think you know when Kareem comes, he definitely get traded the way the freaking Browns have been operating. But man, I'm he's still so good, man. He's like I'm not gonna say he carried the team when uh 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 Deshaun Kaiser was uh quarterback but he was definitely 50% of the offense of why you know and they just kind of did him wrong but uh, we're not going to get too much into that ladies and gentlemen we are going to save some of that for later let me get prepared i guess right you can't talk about fantasy football without actually talking about teams I just kind of wanted to break it down a little bit. Dang, I got all the way down here and I didn't completely finish. But there's some other year two people that we need to definitely take a look at as far as what I have on my page here. You know, with all this technology, sometimes you got to go back to the pen and paper, boy. And the pen and paper I have done. So therefore, I will pull it out. And it's not like I had, like, notes here. It's really like I have a select of few people I want to talk about, and I really might just kind of go freestyle off the top of the dome. Man. We pretty much going to cover the whole league, I feel like, as far as year two players. Not so much the defense. We're not going to talk about defensive players. We're going to talk strictly only about offensive players, of course, because those are probably the ones you'll be drafting. I mean, a lot of people are starting to induct the defensive side of the fantasy game, which individually I could kind—I don't know. I just rather keep it simple, keep it with one quarterback, maybe two. Three wide rece- two wide receivers, maybe three, two running backs, maybe three, one TE, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of flexible, but I don't know. People kind of ruin the game nowadays with all the extra stuff. But first person here on these two year impact players. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Are they impact players? We shall find out together, hopefully. And the first name I have here is Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, wide receiver for the Cardinals. Man, he had a decent year. I think the offense with Colin Murray will be a lot more explosive for sure. Because with Josh Rosen, and it, was, it was like at a standstill a lot of the time. It did a lot, he did have the worst line. Well, he had second to worst because the Houston Texans had the worst. And I'm a Texas fan, just saying. Uh, <laughs> and pretty much the worst defense as well. So I think those things kind of worked against him. Is Kyler Murray more of a playmaker and the X's and O's guy? Maybe less X's and O's than J- Josh Rosen, but does he execute just as well? He's got fast feet. I'm just, oh, man, Christian Kirk. I definitely think with the offense, it'll be plenty of opportunity for points as far as fantasy football goes. Tyler could throw the deep ball. Tyler can throw any pass he pretty much wants. He's been named, hasn't even played a game in the NFL, but he's been, I didn't name him this, but he's been named (laughs) best runner, best running quarterback uh, not only since, Michael Vent, but ever so okay. People are saying that about him, so I mean, but the arm is definitely there. Christian Kirk, uh, man, if you could just not even have him as a bench, if you could just have him as a go to flex option, and hopefully he could blossom into that wide receiver one. Because how long can Levy Fitzgerald be effective, right? Like they've drafted two wide receivers uh Andy Isabella, Kareem Butler, uh Christian Kirk. Oh man, he had injury last year too. But I think he'd be more. I think he'll get a lot of looks. They def, I definitely feel like he will do punt returns, kickoff returns. So that's an opportunity there for at least a touchdown, maybe if you're in a league where you get all purpose yards in your league. He could definitely get points. He definitely have a high value in that aspect, but maybe in for you know, standard leagues he could just get be like a a flex option now, and could blossom into a wide receiver one, maybe a wide receiver two, with wide receiver one upside. But I do think Kyler Murray is going to bring a lot of energy and a lot of offense to the Cardinals. I do think he's a lot better than Josh Rosen, even at this point. Next wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. Oh, man, I knew he was going to be good. I didn't know he would start off like that. I didn't know he would have a bang like that. I knew he'd be. He was the best wide receiver to me coming out of last year's draft. So I could see him even with Julio Jones. Like they have to. I feel like Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, is like match made in heaven. Like Antonio Brown and Juju smith Houston was. Like you gotta double Julio. You have to. You have to double the ball, Deontay, well, Foreman, Freeman. He looks like to have an injury thing going on. He seems to be injured a lot last few seasons. But Calvin Ridley, I see him having a – he definitely is a wide receiver too with wide receiver one slash – He man, he had a couple of 30-point games. I think he had a 40-point game in fantasy last year. We he had, like, 10 catches, like, two, three touchdowns, and, 100, like, 150 yards, he, he, he's, like, a wide receiver, too. I know that's a stretch, but, like, with elite wide receiver upside, for sure. Like, I, his floor is wide receiver, too, no doubt, but he definitely can get you the big bucks. So... I see him doing quite well. And Julio Jones, man, then maybe Julio misses a few games because of foot injury or something. All righty, our first quarterback here. This is going to be a lovely conversation here because we got Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has been. Okay, let me rewind. In a run-first offense, yes, Uh, your franchise quarterback of probably about 10 years or more, you just traded him to Denver for a quarterback you got at the end of the first round last year, who I really thought, honestly, was besides Baker Mayfield, was the best quarterback. I do see he's having a little connection problem with the throwing, But I think if he builds a relationship with the receivers, it will come. But I also think with the wide, they they went and got Mark Ingram from running. But I do think that could be a lot of pass. That could give a lot of dink and dunk opportunities right there. I think him and Kenneth Dixon, if he's still in the rotation, they got Gus Edwards listed number two. But I think Gus Edwards is more of a power back in between the tackle type guy. See, he's speedy, too. He's got speed. He breaks tackles. He's real nice. He's real nice with the movement. For Lamar Miller, he definitely. I mean, even if you picked him up, I I think uh, my homie had him, and he won the league with Lamar Jackson. I mean, he had Antonio Brown and Juju. (laughs) He had Antonio Brown and Juju um, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he was balling. He was balling last year. I can't even lie. He had somebody else. Oh, yeah, Mark Ingrams. He had Mark Ingrams in his flat. Yeah. But he had Lamar Miller as his uh, quarterback, and he was able to win the league. And... Which brings me to the next part of the conversation is he's got two year two tight ends who were both drafted last year in the first and second round to be, you know, offensive, more cast patching, passing tight ends. And Mark Andrews and Aiden Hurst. I think Mark Andrews is a little bigger. He's got good hands as well. He he can block a little bit better than Aiden Hurst can. But Aiden Hurst is he man, Aiden Hurst can be as good as he has he could be as good physically, his physical gang could be as good as Zach Ertz physically. I'm not talking about route running. I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about catching balls in the middle, diving for balls. Sacrificing the body, he could do that. But, uh, I mean, I definitely had my eye on him last year. I think this year I am going to prioritize t- a tight end because I just heard a stat. Well, I didn't just hear it, but I heard a stat saying that I think 70 or 80% of the leagues won in the past three years have had tight ends in the top three. People, have, were, you know, on their team had the top three tight ends. And this case was true for me the year before last year. I had Zach Ertz, and, of course, he was the number one tight end. He was the number one tight end. And I drafted that boy in the sixth round. That was a good that was good for me. I had him on my other championship team before that too, but I also had Cameron Brake going off. I really just honestly I had the tight ends. I had Kevin Brake going. I this was a two tight end league. I had Kevin Brake going off. I had Hunter Henry going off and I had Zach Ertz going off that year. <laughs> I had all three of them. I sure did. But, man, I just, it's a little, little, little shaky for me. I definitely do feel like either or if you're just scrounging for a tight end or you just – if you're in the two tight end league, I definitely would come, try to come up with a game plan to draft those two tight ends. That pair right there. E- well, okay – not more so than Cameron Braid and O.J. Howard, even though O.J. Howard seems to have a bit of a, a injury thing going. But he's definitely the real. They're both definitely the real deal, so that's not a question. But I think besides that tandem of tight ends, definitely Mark Andrew and, and Aiden Hurst would definitely be on the radar right there. Our next person here, dang, I forgot to get some water, y'all. I'm trying this thing where I, like, usually I record with the light off in the booth, but I have the light on, and it gets a little hot from the light because you got the clothes in the closet, and you got the towel under the door, so the sound doesn't escape, so therefore there's no, like, it's just you suctioned in here. And it gets so very hot. And that's why I usually have me at least the water in the corner I ain't even get a water, y'all. I didn't even get a water, y'all. I'm feeling sad on that one. All right, y'all. We got Josh Allen. Man, I was looking at some Josh Allen freaking the boy. Can he be a franchise quarterback? I mean, he uh he definitely is a starting quarterback for sure. So, I don't see I don't see them going in any direction. Full rookie highlights 2008. Let's see. He did have a couple of injuries last year. I definitely don't like that idea of that. But he can run and he can throw. Is he accurate? Not 100%. And you know what? I'm going to go as far as to say this. He has a... I'm not going to say championship pedigree, but he will make sacrifices for a score. And that matters sometimes. He can definitely throw. He can definitely run, too. Oh, that's 50 yards right there. Oh, Zay Jones. Oh. Oh, he could throw. Oh. But the uh, the whole team is a mess too though. Okay, let's see. Five, ten. And he will take a hit. He he'll take a hit to score too. I like that too. That means a lot. Man, he definitely, I think I'm going to take a chance on him this year, honestly. I really think I'm going to take a chance on him. I don't like the receiving core. I like the Ruben, the Robert Foster kid. I think he is emerging. But uh, Lashawn McCoy is getting older. Frank Gore, they just added. TJ yielding, oh my goodness. The roster is a mess, honestly, it's a complete mess, but Josh Allen is probably the only consistent person I see out of this whole group here. Anthony Miller, oh, we all know how I love Anthony Miller. He's listed number two behind allen uh, Tyree Colin is the number one running back now for Chicago. I still think he has Antonio Brown impact for sure, man. He could, he was, oh, he had so many good catches last year. I just don't think he really had the opportunity. I don't think Mike Mitchell Trubisky was throwing as much as I would like him to believe in his direction. And then, like you know, oh, it's just it's just a mess too because he's got competition. It's too much competition here. He's got Allen Robinson. He's got. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, he's got Ridley Riley, or Riley Ridley. You know they're going to give Riley Ridley some opportunity. They really drafted him to see if Anthony Miller or Taylor Gabriel was going to fall off, and if they fall off, then they was going to. But oh, I like him, but there's, a, oh, there's just so much competition right there, y'all. There's a lot of competition. I'm not feeling good about that. Tyler Boyd, another wide receiver. We all know AJ Green has missed a couple of games for injuries. And the boy was electric last year. Was he? Boy, was he? He was catching balls all over the place. Short pass, slant routes, out routes, down the field, middle. He was doing it all. I like him. I mean, A.J. Green is definitely a number one. That's no question. But maybe that would be a nice little wide receiver duo. I'm starting to see a trend in the wide receiver duos here. You got to have that one impact. And then the other one, hopefully, is competent enough to go get his own while the other one's getting locked down. But the other one, hopefully, can still be scoring and getting buckets and then... They stop double teaming to double team the other one, and the other one starts going off. Which hopefully is the case with OBJ and uh, Josh uh, uh, Josh Landry, Jarvis Landry. They played together already. I think they want the spotlight though. I think I think the the OBJ is definitely a one though. Jarvis Landry is a high volume guy. Is he a one? Uh, that's debatable. But can he catch a lot of balls? Yes, he can. But is OBJ at number one? Yes, he is. <laughs> Without question. Uh, Tyler Boyd is definitely a wide receiver. He's definitely, like I said before, wide receiver two with wide receiver one, wide, elite wide receiver upside for sure. At least wide receiver one upside. Which brings us to our Browns situation. <laughs> I'm not going to talk too much about Rashad Higgins and Antonio G- Callaway. Only because OBJ is definitely going to get 10 to 15 looks. Jarvis Landry is probably going to get 8 to 12 looks. And the rest are going to get crumbs. Even David 8 <laughs> like, They're just going to get crumbs. But as far as the running game goes, Nick Chubb is the guy. Even if Kareem Hunt comes back, I see them. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the Kareem Hunt taking Nick Chubb, Chubbs' job. Like they have to keep both of them happy to have a winning team because you have two elite wide. I mean, running backs. I don't see Nick Chubb's value going anywhere. Uh, Duke Johnson Jr. is definitely somebody who maybe can slide as far as injury. Just saying, just don't want Nick Chubb to get hurt. But if Nick Chubb gets hurt, next up to bat would be Darnell <laughs> uh, Hillard. Don't know anything about him, so I don't think Duke Johnson would have anything to worry about in that case. But if Kareem, when Kareem Hunt comes back, definitely we'll see. He's taking a chunk of, it'll be 50-50 between him and Nick Chubb. So for the extra 6 weeks I'm giving Nick Chubb definitely he could be like a third or fourth rounder for sure. He's he's definitely he's definitely a running back one. He's definitely that with elite upside definitely. Yes. Yes, yes and yes. <laughs> yes, yes, the boy is good. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The boy is good. Um, I don't see them early giving Duke Johnson too many opportunities just because I feel like he knows his time is coming. He's probably going to get traded. <laughs> like, that's probably going to happen. So they probably just need him as a healthy scratch until Kareem Hunt is off suspension. So Nick Chubb's job security is safe. Alrighty, here. We had two wide receivers. We got Michael Gallup and we got DJ Moore. Both uh, drafted last year. Both were definitely at least top 10 wide receivers last year coming off the draft board. Uh, we're going to talk about DJ Moore second because Michael Gallup, I think for him, year two, Uno, dos. Nah, I'm not seeing that. Amari Cooper is definitely a one. They just added Randall Cobb. If he stays healthy, Randall Cobb is more than able to get buckets for lighter terms. So I actually see Michael Gallup falling down on this depth chart because Amari Cooper ain't going nowhere, he's definitely a one. Without question, if if anybody had any question after he got traded from the Raiders last year, if he was a one or two, if he didn't answer that in the few weeks with Dallas, then I don't know what you're looking at. You're not looking at... <laughs> if he didn't answer that question already in those six weeks, eight weeks, however long it was, then you are crazy. That... Therefore that is why he is up for a big payday coming soon. Michael Gallup, I think his value is gonna drop by the time the season starts. Randall Cobb probably will assert himself. <sighs> but he's just more of a professional. You know, he's been there, done that. He knows he I I definitely see him winning that battle there. But, hey, like, uh, you never know with fantasy football. Everything you think is hap- going to happen is probably not going to happen. You just try to predict and try to foresee, f- forecast the future. But sometimes you definitely can't. Definitely you just have to take a chance on a lot of these people. Uh, but Michael Gallup is probably not going to be somebody I'd take. Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I might as well throw Corden Sutton's ass in there, man. Excuse my language. I might as well drop Corden Sutton in there because, boy, was he a disappointment for me last year. Man, I had number one waiver. Oh year last year. I was picking up the players I still wanted to pick. I was winning a few games in between and I was still holding on to that number one spy. Hey, number one, number one, number one, number one waiver spy. I had it. Uh had the number one waiver spy. Uh had the number one waiver spy. Look at that. Look at that. Got the number one waiver. Of- Spot. I had that, man. And I told everybody to use that number one waiver spot on Corden Sutton, and he did not deliver. That's all I got to say. I'm not going to say anything about his game. I still think he's a wide target. Uh, he can't be a deep threat. He is a red zone threat. But boy, did he not end the. <laughs> was it not in the realm for him to step up and to assert himself as the main guy after them training Demarius Thomas and freaking Emmanuel Sanders missing time from injury last year. And you are the number one guy. I'm talking about, son, The everything the light touches will be your kingdom. Here it is. Take the keys. You got it. And for that fact right there, he did not deliver. He did not. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Son, you got all the tools to be a great king amongst these lands, Simba. Simba, my child, you have great opportunity to be the number one person in all. Everything the light touches will be your kingdom. And did he freaking fight his uncle? He didn't even have to fight his uncle at the end. All he had to do was show up, and that dude did not show up. That's all I'm going to say. But Emmanuel Sanders is definitely a one. I don't know, this Deshaun Hamilton kid, he was coming on pretty hot last year. I don't know too much about him, but he was coming hot. He sure was. Mm Mm-hmm. He was coming hot. My next person here. Oh, yeah, DJ Moore. Let me go back up to this situation. DJ Moore is definitely the number one now. They just added Chris Hogan. They just got rid of David Functions to the Colts. That's the same scenario. See what I'm saying? (laughs) You see, do you see what I'm saying here? DJ Moore, you have freaking, they got Darius Wright, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is listed, I mean, Curtis Samuel is listed dead last. He was like number two, number three. DJ Moore, we have traded freaking Devin Functions for you. We got rid of, uh, well, they got rid of Tory Smith, but they got him back. That got rid of somebody, another wide receiver I can't think of. And here he is listed number one before the season starts. And even it doesn't, even with Cam Newton, I think Torrey Smith is definitely gonna see a lot of deep balls and be a deep ball threat. Chris Hogan, uh, he 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 gets injured sometimes as well. Cam Newton might miss some time. If Greg Olsen misses some time, then DJ Moore definitely should. I can't call him a wide receiver one just yet. He had some really great catches last year, I remember. He had that one touchdown. He had, like, that one winning drive with the touchdown at the end. He had, like, three receptions where he's just catching it in between, like, two two defenders falling backwards. My, my, my Lord, this guy, he's good. He's good. But I didn't see enough of it. But I... Like I said, he's in the position where they pushed out the competition. The competition, there is no competition for you, DJ Moore. You need to deliver. That's all I'm going to say. If you're going to be a wide receiver, one, you got to deliver. And that's not just me talking. That's just the profession that you're in. That's just what it is. They moved out the competition. You are open. Stage is yours. Beyonce, we got rid of. Kelly, we got rid of. Uh, Michelle, we got rid of all the rest of them. We going to focus on you. Okay, let's see if you're going to be a superstar. Beyonce turned out to be a superstar. Can DJ Moore turn out to be a superstar? We shall see. Year two. <laughs> this is why these are year two impact players, question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh See, Corden Sutton was in that position. He had it. He had it, and he still, like I said, the Deshaun Hamilton kid was coming up better than he was. But we just going to say that Phillip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, I like this running back. It's weird because they thought they struck gold with somebody else and uh, struck gold with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how stuff works out here. Philip Lindsay is definitely a, a a a running back one for sure with with the lead upside for sure. Royce Freeman he definitely be in the mix because he can't catch. Maybe not just as good, but he can't catch. And Philip Lindsay is more of a speed back. Royce Freeman is more of a power. Not really, but he. he He's got more power than him. But I see Phillip Lindsey having, he probably going to second or third round this year. But I definitely, no, you won't have to handcuff him, but it wouldn't be a bad handcuff either, though. That wouldn't be a bad handcuff. In that aspect. Sticking with the running backs, we got freaking on Johnson. I thought the boy was good, and the boy is good. He catches, he runs, he breaks tackles, he's fast, he shakes, he hurdles. He is really good. He's got a lot of tools to his game that can take him quite far in this league. And looking at the roster here with Theo Reddick, oh, they got they just acquired C.J. Anderson. I'm not too worried about that, though. Theo Reddick's getting older. C.J. Anderson was, weirdly enough, more healthier than <laughs> Todd Gurley in the Super Bowl last year because C.J.'s got a history of missing some time from injury, too, a few years back. But john Johnson, I definitely... I think last year I got him in, like... The sixth to eighth round in a lot of my leagues. I'm not going to lie. I probably drafted them in 10 out of 10 leagues. I probably drafted them in eight leagues. I dropped them after, like, I don't know. That first week just didn't look good to me, man. Like, I dropped them in a few leagues, but I should have held on to them. But I gave up. That was my fault. I gave up on them too early. I gave up on a lot of people too early last year. And I probably shouldn't have done that. But I recognize my mistakes. I need to be more patient. I got you. Make sure I'll be even better. For sure. You already know. This is why I have a podcast so you don't. Because <laughs> I am the champion. And the champions got to adapt, my friends. Okay, we got here. I didn't even put all their names. I just got Green Bay's wide receiver group. Well... I said last year that with Jordy Nelson leaving the team, that Deontay Adams, Devontae Adams, was a, definitely a first-rounder. Just on that, on that alone, to me, with Aaron Rodgers still being there, and you got a wide receiver, too, they were bouncing him between. And they really was trying to keep Randall Cobb there, but he got injured and got injured, and... But Devonte Adams got inserted into the role and he delivered day one. That's what I'm saying right there. I mean, they forecasted the greatness too because he was third option behind Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, and he was still putting up big numbers. So his trajectory. But once he got into the number one role, okay. Do you have? Does anybody have any more questions? If he if he's the number one. Option or not? Okay, I think nobody has raised their hand on that question because uh, I told you he would definitely be a first round draft pick last year, number 12, and he finished off number 12. So, therefore, I have to gloat about that. But, I mean, pretty much all of them are just why they're two years. You got Geronimo uh, Allison, you got uh, Verde Scanlon, you got. Jamal Moore, you got St. Brown. They're all two years. I think they would take the... If one is better than the other. I think, like, they were so satisfied with this group that they traded Randall Cobb. Because this is really good. Like, they all complement each other so well on this team. With Devontae leading the way, like, they're all... Now, it's going to be a little harder to predict who's going to have the greater fantasy value at the right time. You might have to just go ahead the you know, play the hot hand if it comes to that. Hopefully, if you need a, a flex scratch or something like that, you could definitely, any one of these guys can get the job done. I had probably all four of these guys at some point last year in my flex. Okay, Okay. Oh, yeah, I did have St. Brown because that was my 16-man league. So, yeah, I was. I, I think I even had three of them. I think I had Scanlon, Juwan Moore, and Brown just because, you know, I didn't know how that was going to fold out. But I've had them, and they all, I'm not going to say, had big games. They definitely weren't consistent enough, but it's okay. They'll figure it out. Yeah, you. And that's another thing, too. Like, uh... Allison, Geronimo, Allison was hurt. Randall Cobb was hurt. They were in and out of the lineup. It was just a mess. Who's going? Who's ready? Who's not? Who's game time decision? Who's ready to go? Who's freaking questionable? Is it, it was a lot going on for sure. For sure. So can't blame them for that. But they all probably can get the job done. CCQT. I definitely think he will have real good impact this year. DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun's just got to not run as much as. Uh, But is that coaching or is that Deshaun? (laughs) You got to stop running that ball. You already had an ACL, already had two ACL. But they got to listen. Will Fuller is coming from an ACL tear. Will he be 100% coming into the season? Man, he's had a lot of knee injuries and a lot of injuries, season injuries, at least the past three years for sure. He's had career, or excuse me, well, they used to be career-ending. 20 years ago it would have been career-ending. Now it's season-ending. But you still don't want to to be that known as that guy that gets injured or have an injury background. But I think CCQT will definitely come up and deliver. He's looking really good. Like the sets they had him in last year, he could be all over the field next year for sure. And uh, I got my sleeper pick here, Jordan Thomas, as well, the tight end. Uh, he caught 20 balls for 200 yards and four touchdowns. Um, he is now inserted number one guy in Houston. Uh, I forget the other two. I I know, hey, uh, uh, not Fitzpatrick, but uh, uh, what was the tight end? Fedorowicz. Yeah, Fedorowicz retired last year. And it looks like, um, is it Ryan Griffin? I'm not sure where Ryan Griffin is. I haven't seen his name on the depth chart quite yet. But I know he's not with Houston. And Jordan Thomas is a big guy with hands. He's like an Antonio Gates. Well, not as big. Like big in the belly big, but not like shoulder big. He's not as wide as Antonio Gates was, but he definitely got the weight like Antonio Gates for sure. Really good hands. Sacrifices his body. He gets pretty open sometimes, too. So I'm feeling really good about him, Sleeper Pig. Pat, my homeboy, we already know about Pat, my homeboy. That's all I'm going to say, Pat, my homeboy. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know, Pat, my boy You talking about Pat, Pat, man? You talking about Pat Mahomes? Nah, 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 homie. I'm talking about Pat, my boy, dog. You already know who it is. We already see where he's going. Oh, I really don't know, Pat Mahomes boy. Can he stand alone? Can he make plays? Yes, yes. I think those two questions are yes. My problem here is: Will he have the wide receiver group to get it done? They got Damian Williams now. They got Carlos Hyde and the what I don't know if the running back consists there's gonna be a running back consistency there. We got Travis Kelsey, but the reason why Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's good on his own, yeah. But Sammy Watkins is definitely a nice threat to have in Tyree Kill. Is he gonna be suspended? I think it's crazy how a situation with one guy is not as bad as another situation with another guy, but then the other guy with the situation is not as bad as the other guy with the bad situation has got the bigger punishment. Like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) am I crazy? Am I crazy here on this one? Like, Kareem Hunt, like, okay, I get it. Yeah, it was with the white girl, but... To me, the video with Kareem Hunt, it looked like the guys that was pulling them off away from the girl were making it worse than what it was. Like, I felt like he just wanted to talk to her, like say what he had to say. He would have said it and he probably would have walked away. But no, the guys that kept holding them back, kept holding them, and they made it bigger than what it was. And even when she fell on the ground, he didn't push. I don't know how she, she fell on the ground. And he kind of just kicked her on the butt, like it looked like a girl get out of here. You know what I'm saying? It didn't look like no real like. Hey, it was intentional. Was it intentional? Yes, it was intentional. Should you do that? No, but was it as major? I don't think it was that major. Not as bad as somebody who was on the phone and is caught on record as possibly child abuse and domestic violence. <laughs> it's like. And he had a red flag coming into the league with the same person. Like, I don't know. But he's still on the team. I don't know how that affects Patrick Mahone, boy. Will he rise to the occasion? Does he need threats? It definitely would be helpful. You got somebody like Tariq Hill who could extend plays. But everybody else, you got two rookie wide receivers. You got Sammy Watkins, who definitely, nine times out of ten, is probably going to miss some time for injury. So, I don't know. Pat Mahomes, boy, is he he an influence? Will he be the number one quarterback this year? Question mark. Question mark. Next person here, we got Josh Rosen. I'm going to just tell you right now what I see on the depth chart on the huddle here. Uh, I'm going to just tell you what we got here. We got... <laughs> we are looking at Miami here. And they have Josh Rose listed number one over Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think that's quite accurate. Me, myself, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick Having a little bit more experience, yes, he is known as a journeyman. But was he working some Fitz magic last year? Yes, he was working some Fitz magic. last A lot of more Fitz magic than Josh Rosen, that's for sure. So, year two, is is Josh Rosen a bus? No, he's not a bus. But do I think Miami's plan is to have? Ryan Fitzpatrick quarterback and hopefully Josh Rosen can come up a little quicker, maybe than intended. Yes, I think that is the case. But it says here he's the number one quarterback for the month, and I do not think that's correct. I don't think he probably will see any playing time this year. I think Josh I think Ryan Fitzpatrick could throw like multiple multi-pick games, which is probably what he will do. And it still, I don't know. Josh Rosen just looked so bad last year. And then right across, we got my guy Mike Glishinski. Mike Glishinski. Come on, Mikey. Man, was he a dud last year? Yes. But is he still listed number one? Do they have the best? But Ryan Fitzpatrick is... I'm I'm still—I ain't lost faith in my boy. I ain't lost faith in him. I ain't lost faith in him. I ain't lost faith in him, not completely. Only because I know, based on his body of work, people who haven't seen at least his highlights from college are probably—didn't see any Miami game. I mean, really, honestly— it was Miami's running back that had them. Their defense was real good last Miami's defense was real good last year, too. Their running backs were a big part of their win success last year, though. For sure. King and Drake and freaking Frank Gore definitely were a majority of the offense last year, without question. Uh... So I'm not going to give up on Mike Lashinsky only because I know I know what he means to me, and I've seen what he can do. And I know he's definitely going to be off of a lot of people's radar next year, and I can probably, if, if worse. Like I said, I'll focus more on getting a tight end earlier in the draft instead of dead last, instead of trying to get somebody for value and just uh <laughs> streaming the whole year because – streaming can be effective but you don't want to there you don't want it to be such a glaring problem on your lineup that you're freaking streaming every week like dang you streaming defenses every week you streaming kickers every week you streaming a flex every week which was my problem last year but only because I tried to take a chance on some guy that I weren't patient enough in a lot of situations and I wanted to look like the best oracle I could look in front of you guys and try to impress you guys and it didn't work out for me but it's okay because we (laughs) have learned yes I am the oracle yes I do make mistakes but am I a champion yes I am do I have the champion pedigree yes I do do I have the potential of making a lot of money during fantasy season yes 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 All these things are true. All these things are true. So I'm not going to give up on my boy. I ain't going to give up on him. I can't do that. I can't do that. And then next here, we got the boy, Sony Michelle. Oh, man. I didn't think he'd be this good. I honestly didn't. But the boy is good. The boy is definitely good. And with Tom Brady getting older, I see them running the ball a little more, dinking and dunking a little more, and trying to preserve him and trying to get him to as healthy as possible so he can win as much as possible. And so he can have as many championships as he wants. And then he's just paving the way for the quarterbacks after him. Because he's going to have been in the game for so long. So, long. <laughs> so I see them running the ball a lot. I see Sonny Michelle being a second rounder this year. I see, like, honestly... You probably need Sony Michelle and or James White because James White is definitely not going anywhere, but Sony Michelle definitely can make it happen on the ground. He definitely can make, but James White is definitely the pass catcher, and I think that value, him getting a reception, puts him at a little higher than Sony Michelle. But will Sonny Michelle have the opportunities? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, he will. Alrighty, y'all. Now, to talk about this one person. Well, we've talked about a lot of people, I'm sure. I'm sure at least maybe almost 20 people. Okay, maybe not 20, but close to 20 people. And this one here, I just want to send out an apology to. I didn't think, well, okay, did I think he'd be trash? I don't think I quite thought he'd be trash. I'm not going to go as far as to say that. Did I think he would be a bust in the NFL? Yes, I did think he would be a bust in the NFL. I did think that. And I did try to suggest that to other people. That this guy was not worth drafting number one, if not at all. Like, come on, man. Experts don't know what they're talking about. They got a rookie going number one in fantasy football. Oh, man, the experts are wrong. Wrong, 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 said the Oracle. And guess what? The Oracle was wrong wrong. <laughs> Shaquan Barkley. Is he the real deal? Does anybody have any questions? We could just I mean, we could just look at the numbers and then we could just look at the highlights. Let's just see here. Let's see the rankings. Uh-oh. Oh, we already got some rankings here. They got Shaquan Barkley going number one. Is he number one? Ooh. Man, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Tyler McCann, or excuse me. That's my old classmate, y'all. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what happened to my page. It's saying, are you satisfied with Comcast? Would you recommend Comcast? I'm not sure why I'm getting all these questions asked to me. But for some reason, I'm getting all these questions asked to me. Okay, we got, they got Shaquan Barkley. I don't know, I think, I think, I think Christian McCaffrey is probably number one this <laughs> year. The boy was good, like, the boy was good. Like, I keep trying to figure out what's going on with my phone here. Why do I keep going back to that? I guess this is a sign from the Lord. He's trying to tell us he don't want want us to look at uh, the foreseeable future. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Let's see what we could try to pull up here. Okay, this one, man. I think Tyler McCaffrey. They got Joe Mixon at number six. They got James Conner number eight. Now, see, I think James Conner will be a little better than Joe Mixon. I really think. If we, could you can look at it last year, if we look at Le'Veon Bell's productivity and James Conner productivity, I even think, like, James Conner this year is going to have a better year than uh, Le'Veon Bell, but that would probably be debatable for a lot of people. People would probably hate me for saying that. But I think, I, I think he would have a better year than him this year. Alright it righty, right all righty, all right, all right, all right, all right. But hey those are the experts what do I know? Am I an expert? No, I am not an expert. But I am I a professional? Yes, I am a professional. Cause I offer services, aka my Fiverr, which would probably be a good time to talk about that. Uh, For those of you lily livers who don't know anything about the fine art of fantasy football, I, the Oracle, also uh, offer (laughs) advice to those out there seeking guidance in the fantasy football world. Uh, Any questions you have, we have a group chat where, therefore, people ask questions And I do the best I can to try to give them the correct advice. It's definitely things, scenarios, and what would you do scenarios. Okay, I'll tell you what I would do in that scenario. And hopefully those scenarios can build up into a winning formula for you. Or if you just bit off too much thing you can chew and you don't know anything about fantasy football, but somebody thought it'd be a good idea for them to drag you into it, and now you're into it, and now you don't want to be into it, but you still want the rewards of winning the money at the end of the year, don't worry. I guess for a small price, I can take the team off of your hands. And allow you to get the glory of my, from my efforts. I'm totally okay with that. You keep the prize man. You keep your own winnings. You don't have to tip. A few people did leave a little extra last year. I appreciate that. You know, helping the hustle out. <laughs> I appreciate that. But it's not necessary. Just let everybody know who to go to. When they need a champion in the gap for you. You can come to the Oracle. Or hell, at least listen to the podcast. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Sorry for saying that. But Shaquan Barkley, I just want to apologize, sir. I am so sorry for my comments. And not believing in. Shaquan Barkley... Uh, Let me start off by saying this. With Eli Manning still in the picture, them getting Daniel Jones. Now, I'm looking at Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones isn't bad. Does he have championship pedigree? Uh, It's hard to tell at this stage. But is the boy a step up from Eli whenever Eli steps down? Yes, he is for sure. So, but I still see them going with the same formula. Like, yeah, you got Sterling Shepard still. Yes, you have Evan Ingram, who's the offensive of threat. They've just added Golden Tate. I, But I don't see them throwing the ball as much either. I, if I do, I see Shaquan Barkley definitely with 20 to 25 touches per game. With 10 to 15 receptions and 10 to 15, like, it, it's probably going to be pretty equal. Like, his on the ground is going to be just as probably equal with his receptions, But his receptions, as far as his PPR, I think Shaquan Barkley, dang, 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 dang. That's a, that is true. And, and And is he a home run hitter? Oh, boy, you better believe he is a home run hitter. Oh yeah, I, I said we was gonna look at some well I honestly said I don't even oh let me see. Top running backs of Fantasy Uh uh. Fantasy PPR two thousand twelve. It doesn't show the freaking It don't matter. I think honestly he had like if he I think he had like third most most points. I think he was like behind Christian McCaffrey and okay, never mind. That's a lie. Shake on Barkley was number one. Uh well hold on wait a minute no no that's this year <laughs> see oh dang see I'm trying to think uh see I can't find a page where I could just top fantasy running backs two thousand eighteen let's try that. Week 1 through 17. Okay, here we go. So, it's Ty Gurley. And this is for Standard Leagues. Oh, see, it keeps... Okay, I'm sorry. My phone is like... or well, it's this website. It keeps taking me to freaking Comcast this, Comcast that. Every time I'm trying to look at it. But it said that Shaquan Barkley was number two. And then Christian McCaffrey was behind him. Can he be number one this year? I think he probably. You know what? Looking at that, probably so. Probably so. The boy is good. The boy is good. And I just apologize. Because he is definitely a top pick. Like, if you number one pick, Shaquan Barkley would not be a bad pick. (laughs) <laughs> not at all me I would probably go Zeke Elliott just because he probably I know he will lead the league in rushing like I know that he will lead the league in rushing he's done it the game that the time frame and games he's played he is number one in rush yards so I know he has that he's just got to add the touchdowns he get the touchdowns and he's got to add the receptions so and he definitely gets those opportunities he definitely gets the opportunity to be the superstar. Your top people, you need them to be the opportunities to superstars. Next here we got Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, I think, will be a great pick. He's got the arm. He's got the accuracy. Not one, uh, not as good as Baker, but it's definitely pretty good. They can win a lot of games. He would he would be a good scratch towards the end of uh anybody scene, really. Looking here, looking here. Let's see if I can find some more two year players. I didn't do this last part, y'all. I'm sorry. I mean Josh Adams from I mean it's uh, a lot of My Boy James Conner. James Washington. Definitely somebody I want to talk about. James Washington definitely should not fall past the 10th round, I think, this year. Because with the impact that Juju had at the number two slot last year, I think James Washington cannot only have the same. I definitely think he could catch more than 100 balls for more than 1,200 yards. That is not out of the realm for James Washington. So I think he would do. I think he would take on the role with Ben Roethlisberger still being Ben Roethlisberger. It doesn't look like he's falling off of a cliff. So I think he would be good to go for sure. We got Rashad Penny. I don't know. I just see the running ground attack still being a job share. <laughs> job share job share on the running. Like, they still will probably do as best as they can to run the ball. Like, that will be their DNA. That is Jordan Matthews, two-year players. You got Ronald Jones. I don't know. Ronald Jones was kind of disappointing last year, but I think he could come on. Chris Godwin was definitely, 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 definitely. He's definitely a number, a wide receiver, too, with the elite. Well, okay, maybe not elite, but wide receiver one upside. Like, he definitely, I think, can consistently get you 12 to 16 points a week. And there will definitely probably be some games where he gets 20, 25, and 30. It's not out of the realm for him. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Ronald Jones, uh, it's a little difficult to predict that one. Peyton Barber still get the touches. Ronald Jones probably won't see a lot of points through receptions. It hurts his value a little bit. Who else we got here? Taiwan Taylor. Oh, they traded. See, that's how you know when somebody is good. Because when you have two good people and you get rid of one of them, that's how you know somebody is good. So Chris godwins I just noticed that uh, Adam Humphreys just got traded to uh, Tennessee. So that definitely boosts up Chris (laughs) Godwin in the same position as uh, James Washington, I think. I think he could definitely catch 100 balls for 1,200 yards as the number two. And get probably, like, six to eight touchdowns for sure. Would be good for him. Year two players. Oh, man. Let's talk about this one year two. two. Really, honestly, it's his year. uh, (laughs) It's his first. Honestly. Honestly, it's his first year because he didn't get to play last year because... Damn it. He was too good. He was just too good, y'all. That's what hurts. Seeing the potential. And I saw he looked good at LSU. Talk about Darius Geis right now. He looked good at LSU. And for one play, I'm telling you, for one play, y'all, one play, Preseason. I think he went on like a three, a thirty-yard run, and ends up tearing his ACL on the same play. Let's see, Darius guys. Oh, this is cold. So they got, they got. Oh, that's cold. So they got Darius guys, Redskins preseason highlights. It's only fifty-five seconds long. Oh, that's cold. Let's look. I think he got hit. He got hurt on that first play. He got hurt on the first play in preseason, or, well, him touching the ball. First time touching the ball in preseason. He goes for, like, 30 yards. Let's see. Okay. No, he got five yards there. Okay, he got dumped there. Okay, I told a lie. He touched the ball three times. Okay, he touched the ball four times. He got 10 yards. Ugh. Oh, line's looking a little... He, he's scrambling for yards, though. And then he had this big one right here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Oh. So, okay, I, told, I lied. I'm sorry. He He touched it five times. <laughs> he touched it five times, but... That last one was definitely the one that kept him out. Oh, I'm just so sad, y'all. This year, he definitely is a beast. I'm not going to say he reminds me of uh, Beast Mode, but he reminds me of Beast Mode. (laughs) Is he Beast Mode? No, he is not. He is his own man, totally get that. But I just oh he's so he was so good. I think he can still be really good. And I still think he would have effect running the ball like they drafted him early last year for that reason. So, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. He's still listed number one, even after ACL tear. I'm pretty sure he's coming back with enough time to be 100% healthy by the time preseason starts or uh, first game starts. I'm pretty sure he can be 100% healthy. I would love for him to be on my team. I would love for it. I would love. But, man, ACL tears are nothing to play around with, man. You never know. I mean, but then again, you also got somebody, Adrian Peterson, who probably will see a lot of touches. He wants a lot of touches. He's made it clear that he wants touches. And he didn't do a bad job last year, but he is getting older. And he, I think he. this is, like, right situation, right time as well. Somebody who dealt with the ACL tear, you know, he was already in the league, but coming back the next year rushing for 2,000 yards and getting MVP of the league. And uh, so he could definitely, definitely, definitely teach and coach and bring up Darius Geis on the process of how to return and still be excellent after a major injury. So I feel really good about that situation. But will he share the ball in the beginning? You better believe he's going to share the ball. But I still think I, – I think it would be a mutual respect thing. Like Adrian Peterson – I think would see – I'm going to go outside of fantasy football right now, going to, like, life, <laughs> life theories and figure out people's lives right now. But I think, like, he would see, like, himself in him, like this aggressive runner who runs mad and power runs. And, yeah, that's how you made your money, but is that sustainable? Is that sustainable? Probably not. But I I think, like, with that, like, he would see, like, man, this young guy is fighting. He's talking like I was talking, like. And now looking back on it, like, those things don't even matter to me. But now I have to help this young man see that these things shouldn't matter to him. Should they be motivation? Yeah, it's good that these are motivation. But should they control your thoughts? No. So I think in him, he can finally become the teacher he was supposed to become before Alvin Kamara blew up two years ago. <laughs> before Alvin Kamara blew up. And uh, <laughs> and I think like he could kind of not be eased out the back door, but, you know, when retirement is knocking on his door, he can ease and know that he's handed the keys to Darius Geis and Darius Geis won't let him down in a perfect world, that would happen. But since we don't live in a perfect world, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But we're going to try to figure it out. We're going to try to figure it out, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 2, Season 2. Talk about the year two players who hopefully have impact on this year. Oh, this was fun. This was fun, y'all. It's fun to just sit here and try to get you guys to uh, take your learning to a next level as far as fantasy football goes. Try to explain your thinking. Try to give you guys some foresight in how I think things are going to unfold. But this booth is hot, y'all. I ain't got no water. I'm just locked up in here. I got dry mouth on me. I'm finna go chug down a bottle of water right now as soon as I get out of here. But just because I'm hot and I'm a little tired and a little hungry and ready to go get me some water, does not mean that I would end this episode without thanking all of the people out there who support the Oracle and this podcast. Like I always say, we're just going to get so much bigger, we're going to get so much better. Man, so many people listen, it's almost, it gets me teary-eyed, and I got people who care about something that I do. That doesn't happen every day. So I don't want to take it for granted. I don't want to take anybody out there who has positive uh, energy coming towards the podcast. (laughs) I mean, if you're like, if you listen and you're just mad all the time, like you don't agree with anything I say, you think you're just better at me in fantasy football or your teams or you play better or whatever the case may be. Then you have your 100% right to think that way. I just ask that you keep it away from the podcast in which you listen to and you disagree with. But if you have anything positive, I welcome all positive energy. Everybody out there who's made suggestions and feedback and, you know, we grow. It's all right. We're not in the beginning stages anymore, but we're still very young. I say we, because might have some new, new people listening right now. But I will say that. That's what I will say. I appreciate all you ladies and gentlemen who support the podcast, who listen. People in Sweden. You got people in Italy listening to the podcast. People in South America, Canada. Just to name a few. But, you know, of course, who's keeping up with stuff like that, man? Who's keeping up with the numbers? Who's keep... People in Ireland. I would I would suspect that New Zealand, Russia, Turkey, people all the way in the UK listen to the Oracle. They probably had to fight. And scratch. They probably had to fall across this podcast. And you, therefore, I give you access for the free. And now you have it. And now you shall support. (laughs) And we should grow together. And we should get even bigger and even better. Even better. Even better, hopefully. Even bigger and even better. Not fancier, not glimmer, glitzier. But, of course, as a podcaster, you have to generate money through your own quote-unquote buzz, quote-unquote support, quote-unquote fans, quote-unquote supporters, quote-unquote, you know, people who are there. Like, not not saying it's like church, right, but it's kind of like church, like, you have a sermon every week and you offer people, hopefully that sermon has touched at least one person and try to get them to come back to church and to give their life to Christ. Not saying that's you can you can never compare anything to give your life to Christ. I'm just saying, like, you know, like you have you do an episode every week. You hope somebody new listens and becomes a fan after the first listen. You know what I mean? So in that aspect. It's not always fast. doesn't always happen like you always had wanted to happen. But I can say that I am amazed by all the support and all the love and everything that you guys give me. And this thing could not continue to grow without you. So, therefore, keep supporting. And hopefully, I'll keep giving you guys the best information I can. As far as fantasy football is concerned, and therefore... That is the end of this episode. Year 2 Impact Players. I am the Oracle, the beard, the stash. Oh, y'all haven't seen me with my stash yet. So I got my mustache. Last year, I grew the beard. This year, I got the mustache. I got the handlebar. You know how it is. You see me out in public, just say, Hey, you got a nice mustache. And I'll be like, Hey, thanks for recognizing greatness. (laughs) Because it is really good. Well... You know, you have your bad hair days and your good hair days. And hopefully I can get my mustache to have more good hair days than bad hair days. But while I'm on the way to handling that and getting more information as far as fantasy football goes, I'll be signing off. This is the Oracle, and this is the For Fantasy Purposes podcast. For uh, For Fantasy Purposes Only podcast.